Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode 132 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Next Level Pizza Company. And I am Sam, still with Bowser Consulting. It sounds as if there's news to share, Mr. Helmholtz. There is, Sam. Um, as of uh, Monday, February 19th, I joined Next Level Pizza Company in Knoxville, Tennessee, as their vice president of success. As we uh, grow to be um, one of the top 10 largest franchises in the country. That is awesome, dude. So uh, does that mean there will be a uh, real estate listing in Dexter, Michigan soon? There will be, yes. Sometime uh, probably in April, yeah. That's awesome, dude. I'm so happy for you. That's that's great. I know you've been spending a lot of time down there doing some work for them, and they must must have liked it if they offered you a gig. Yeah, it's um we've been talking since November. There's uh a couple things in the pipeline, one merger and then two buyouts in the next like 13 months. Yeah, it was easier to bring me on now than to wait for all of the transactions to start so I could uh start to get a grasp on the team. Yesterday was pretty cool. It was my first supervisor meeting with them and we promoted a director cuz stores go like 400 miles right now from tip to tip and i didn't want eight supervisors reporting directly to me and as we grow we'll need more directors so it was one of those you know get started now build some processes and systems yeah how fun well good for you man that's that's cool what should we talk about today now that we've got that out in the world (laughs) well let's see i've seen some things sam i don't know i think you have too Yes, I have. We don't normally talk about previous episodes other than to reference things like setting expectations. But can we talk about the last episode for a minute? Um, sure. I mean, I think it's it's visit time or visit season. It's visit season. <laughs> visit season. <laughs> to pull the curtain back a little. When Sam and I record, it's just Sam and I. And it, it's just us chat. Lucas, our main man, our editor gets this lump of yep and and takes it and does something with it (laughs) indeed he does and and sometimes we'll we'll pause and and say hey lucas could you drop this in here and then sometimes he just does stuff and last episode was his best edit job probably ever i don't know how he tops it i accept that challenge well because we don't want his head to get too big he did miss the devo drop though no, he hit it. He did? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, then. Oh, yeah. As you're like, I know what's playing in the background right now. It's coming in. Oh, yeah, it's coming right in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whip it good. <laughs> Whip it good. Probably in the background of this podcast right now, uh, Devo is playing. That's totally going to be the title. Whip it, Whip it good. Yeah, there you go. Oh, nice. All right. Well. I guess I must have missed, you know, I am getting old. That's, that's been documented well 
on this podcast. So maybe my hearing was out and I just missed the background. So kudos to you, Mr. Lucas Fowser, editor in chief and uh, third employee of Fowser Consulting. Because I guess I have news too. Oh, fire away. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, for me, it's more exciting than your news. Um, for our listeners, it's probably like a oh, big deal. Uh, but Cindy is uh, no longer a pediatric dental hygienist. She has put up her scaler for the last time. And she, <laughs> she is, uh, she's now doing all the work at Fowler Consulting that Sam doesn't want to do. Ooh, ooh, uh, let's hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can guess a couple of things. Uh, well, here's the easy thing. Here's the easy answer. <laughs> Receipts. <laughs> Anything other than talking. That's my strong point. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. we've seen some things. Um, continue down that road. Oh my gosh. What are we three minutes in and we're tangent city already? That's the best way we do this. The best way we do it. So since this is an even episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about service. And then if you want on an odd episode, you want to talk about the thing you love most service. You can do that too. I mean, just so we're clear, the other thing I think is above service, but again, it's really tied. Yeah, it's yeah. They're both super important. I mean, I'd throw image in there too. In case Tom's listening, product service image. I believe we were joking around. It should be image service product. ISP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Take us down the service road. What do you know about turnaround time, Stan? I know that um, we like to do everything we can to make it as long as possible, apparently. Can we go back into the Wayback Machine and and let's share what turnaround times look like and, well, expected and then look like back in the day when you and I were driving before there were apps and before there was GPS. What did turnaround times look like? Turnaround times looked like if you were inside the store, you saw a vehicle pull into the, as Don May would say, the car park. And then you would see a very buttoned up uniformed team member jump out of their car, run into the store, make their drop, grab their yellow slip off of the pizza box, hang it on their hook, bag their pizza and run back out the door with very little wasted time. All right, kiddies, what Sam is describing are door slips, and he is talking about a time during the 30-minute guarantee. Why did drivers run from their car to get the delivery, Sam? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons, and if memory serves me, we ran because it was a time in leadership where command and control worked, and you were told to run or you didn't get the shifts you want. In reality, now that I look back on it, the reason we ran was because we knew that if the pizza got there in over 30 minutes, the customer didn't have to pay for it. And if they weren't paying for their pizza, it was very likely they were also not going to tip you because if they didn't have to pull their wallet out at all, there was no reason to pull it out just for you, the driver. So we wanted to get the pizzas there so that we made tips. All right. So the business wants it because efficient drivers cost less money. The drivers want it because if they run, they make more money. 
and the customers like it because they get their pizzas faster. This seems like the win cubed. Win, win, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Win cubed. Let's jump forward to mid-early 2000s. We have some computers. We have some labels. Maybe Pulse, maybe not. How much running is going on? Little to none. Do the customers still want pizzas in a timely manner? They do. I'm going to leave it at that because I think you're going to go the same place I would, and I don't want to steal your thunder. No, 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 no. Go, go, go steal away. So I believe that our consumers are much like you and I and our listeners. We order food when we're hungry and shortly after hungry becomes hangry. We've got lost in this false reality that as long as we tell people how long it's going to be, they're going to be okay with it. When the reality is they may be okay with it, but they're not happy about it. When they order food, they want it now. And, you know, we keep seeing the people that are, are doing the service really, really well, along with the image and the clean stores and, and the fantastic product, their sales go up because people know that when they're hungry, they can order Domino's pizza. You know, if we go in the Wayback Machine and you talk about the 80s, you know, the word on the street was, if you want it fast, you call Domino's. If you want it good, you call Pizza Hut. And, you know, with, with the advent of new and inspired back in 07, we've gotten to the point now where we've got great food. And if we have this great service, we could simply own our markets. We stop running because there's no 30-minute guarantee. We stop running because credit cards are starting to peek into the work a little bit and they don't need to pull out a wallet. It's really easy to just write something in. At our core, that, that running, that hustle, that, that whole we're not normal is kind of who we're supposed to be, right? I'm glad you said who we're supposed to be because it definitely was who we are and it's simply not who we are. I mean, it's definitely who we were and it's definitely not who we are. And let me, can I just drop one little thing in there quickly? I don't think speed of service has a lot to do with running. I think that it has everything to do with smart hustle. And when I'm talking in stores and doing performance coaching, I tell all the drivers, I want you to hustle. And here's what hustle means to me. And that's you're moving as quickly and as, as quickly as you physically are able to, and that the weather conditions will allow, but you're always moving with a purpose. And I think not only are we not running anymore, we're moving with almost no purpose. Yeah, there's not even hustle. We, we come to work with a wagon full of, crap and we have no craps to give all day long when it comes to getting people their food fast we're more interested in checking our facebook feed or what's on the gram or whatever it is we're doing other than executing our our primary mission at a high level and i agree with you it's not it's not really about running i i just latched on to that because it was kind of fun to keep saying that can i move quickly and run around a lot, but without purpose. Oh gosh. Heck yes. Watch 
watch any NFL quarterback once the pocket breaks down. I mean, they're oh, they're nice. scrambling around like like crazy, and they're trying to create a purpose. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But what works best is when you have a play, and everyone on the team executes it, and and everybody's moving with a purpose. And some guys are hustling, and some guys are moving guys out of the way, and everybody having a purpose and doing their job is is much more efficient than people running around like chickens with their heads cut off which by the way have you ever seen a chicken run around with its heads head cut off because i don't yeah, think actually, i have, I have yeah, not they do that that's got to be scary the chicken cut might be one of the most terrifying creatures ever just remember it's only a few million years removed from dinosaurs yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh Years ago, was there a goal for turnaround time, Sam? Um, you know, I don't recall there being a goal, but I, one minute comes to mind, get in and out of the store in under a minute. I, I don't know if that's just something that's been beat into my head in the last five or 10 years. Um, when I first started 40 years ago, it was just get in and out as quickly as you can. Let's go in that way back machine again for a second. Four years ago, the driver would grab the pizza bag and what else would they have to grab? Maybe, maybe a can of Coke. Yeah. If you were lucky, it was a can. If you were in the store I was in, it was a 16 ounce glass bottle that when it dropped, it exploded everywhere. Nothing says food safety violations like glass bottles. But <laughs> if today they've got dipping cups and salads and sides and waiting on credit card receipts, like it seems to me that there's much more for them to pay attention to. So how can we help them lessen that time? Obviously, I'm going to I'm going to skip ahead to, from the first one of setting the expectation of smart hustle. OK, so after that, what else could we do to help? Well, you, you know, there's a book by Dr. Covey, I think, called The Speed of Trust. And one thing we're going to have to do if we want to keep those turnaround times down is we're going to have to have an expediter or a router that the drivers trust. You know, I think we've all been in a store where we're trying to bag and tag or load and go or whatever phrase of the week is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever the phrase of the week is. And even though a delivery driver has forgotten a dipping cup 16 times in the last 22 days, the one time in a week that the router forgets it, now all the drivers are saying, no, don't bag my orders because you forget every single time. So we've got to have somebody that's got an extreme eye for detail and is looking out for their delivery experts and our customers that's at the routing and they're getting that stuff ready and they're making sure it's all there. And, you know, I think that takes, I think that takes a very special person to do it. There's a level of detail or that eye that a lot of folks don't normally have. I would agree with that. So we need, we need trust in the router because yeah, to your point. The one time they screw up, it's the end of the world, even though that same driver hasn't brought a dipping cup correctly in like a week. Totally get it. Because it's easy to point fingers, right? It's easy to blame somebody else. Oh, it's so easy. So I've seen a bunch of stores with pickup windows lately. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, you can tell the drivers to just roll right up to the pickup window. Yes. And even if there's a customer there, the, having the driver wait behind the customer for a minute is a shorter amount of time than having them park cross in front of the other customers, get into the back of the store, put their bag down, find their new bag, get back out the door. So what do you think about this? Because I, I agree with that. What if we went to a 
hybrid system of the pickup window. I had one client that that took this to just an, an, an amazing level as far as I was concerned. They had a light on the corner of the outside of the building. And if it was green, the drivers knew to pull up to the pickup window if there were no customers. And if it was yellow, they knew that there was a delivery order and that somebody would be running it out to them because somebody was at the pickup window. And if it was red, they knew there were no deliveries and hustle into the store and, and get ready for something. I like your idea of the pickup window. Here's a couple of things that are coming across my mind, and I'm not saying they're showstoppers. I'm just saying this is what came into my mind at first. By the way, I don't know that I want one of my drivers getting their delivery while a customer waits behind them in case a customer pulls up. I'm not sure the optics on that are, are great. I also don't think it's a showstopper. I, it's, that's just what came to my mind. Um, but I absolutely love using the pickup window if there's no customers there. It's just so convenient. The thing that folks have got to wrap their mind around is making sure they're watching that dispatch dashboard or whatever we're calling it these days. And it, they need to know that if the driver was just on a cash order, that we've got to we've got to secure that cash. I love how service oriented we need to need to be. I think we have a responsibility to our team members to make sure that we're maintaining safety and security while we're trying to get this just world-class service too. I agree. I like using the tools in the system so that they can just pass the cash and I can slip some a slip and, and we're good there. Yep. So for the other, I don't know, 6,000 stores that don't have pickup windows, I saw one, um, I had a client where the GM uh, was telling folks about two minutes before their one run was ready if they were in the store to go outside and pull up to the closest door so that they were in the car, the car was facing the right way. They had all the sides because the drivers were responsible for getting the sides if they were in the store. And I kind of like that one too because it eliminates a lot of that running again and it eliminates a lot of the, the lag time of going from the driver area to the car. And I don't need a pickup window and I don't need technology. I just need to be aware. That's what I was going to jump in there with. On this particular system or, or technique, I think the thing it really does is it makes the driver aware. I'm, I'm working with a, a general manager here in Salt Lake City. and We're working on all of this awareness because this kid is, is really sharp. Uh, he just doesn't have a whole lot of Domino's Pizza leadership experience inside the store. And a couple of days ago, as pizzas were halfway through the oven, you know, I'm coaching him, don't let the driver tend to the oven. Get him on the other side of the routing rack with the bag and all this stuff. And it was amazing. And you've told this story a bazillion times in our 132 episodes. It's amazing what focus and a goal can do to change your service times a lot without adding any extra people. You know, we were, it's crazy. We went through Sunday and he's like, oh man, it's a really slow Sunday. And we pulled up the Sunday from two weeks prior. Cause the one week prior was, was the Swifty bowl. And I said, do you think we were busier or slower? And he says, oh, oh, we were definitely slower. And every single hour was almost double the two Sundays prior. And he, he was just in amazement. And, 
you know, we were harping on making sure that the make line was ready and we were always attacking the screen and getting the drivers ready. And, you know, the drivers responded. We've got to get out of our own way of thinking our people don't want to do this. It's not that they don't want to do it. It's that they've never been asked to do it. And that's our job as leaders. I think where we get to at the end of this, as, as I wrap this up, is move with a purpose. Yes. Be aware. Yes. Communicate with your team. We're going to call that the new Drew and Sam Talk Training MBC Plan for Success. Move with a purpose. Be aware and communicate. MBC. Because we need more acronyms in our world. We do. We do. The reason I wanted to wrap it up like that is, although I wanted to focus on turnaround times, it's not really about turnaround times, right? Move with a purpose. Oh my gosh. I just totally blank. Be aware and then communicate with your team. MBC, Sorry, the, B was, MBC. the B was throwing me for a second. The B yeah. was throwing me for a second. Move with a purpose. Be aware. Communicate with your team would apply to cleaning a restroom, uh, training a new team member. Um, I've got one. I've got one. Building sales. Everything. Correct. I, I wanted to focus on the smaller tasks so we could pull it back. And thanks for playing along today, Sam. It's always an adventure. That's for sure. Well, this has been episode 132 of Drew and Sam Talk Training. If you have not done so already, share it, like it, follow us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. We are still actively waiting on the flying billboard over a football stadium. I'm, I'm getting upset that somebody hasn't even like photoshopped that in for us, but fine. Be that way. I am Drew with Next Level Pizza Company. And I am Sam with Fowser Consulting, the one and only consulting company for your Domino's pizza needs as of today. Hey, gang, go out and sell more pizza and have more fun. That's all, folks.